guys. Welcome back to the Starry Milana podcast. This is season four, episode four, and um, it is the last episode of the year because Christmas is this weekend, so I'm not going to be recording, and then um, it's the new year, so you'll get the next episode at the top of 2021. Um, you'll be fine. You didn't need to listen to me after Christmas. I'm not that fucking jolly. It'll be okay. Um, we will leave you with some, I don't know, some fun life advice before we go today. Maybe it'll hold you over for the next couple of weeks. But yeah, so this is the last episode for 2020. And of course, I have my co-producer friend um, and enemy over there in the corner named Lena. She's on the mic. Wow, I'm in shock. <laughs> the introduction every time is just something. It's, it's always different. It's always different. It really is. And <laughs> You know, you guys, you can do so much for people and they'll still call yep. you their enemy. Yep, my friend and me. You know what they say, <laughs> keep your friends close and oh God. you know the rest. Um, anyway, so if you're new here, there's three segments on this podcast. The first is called BTS, where we recap my past week. The second one is called Talkworthy, where we pick a few things going on in the media and try to offer a new or different perspective. And the third segment is called Dropping Gems. Where we Wow, I am stuttering. That's what happens when you call people yeah, your huh? enemy. Yeah, karma, instant karma, mm-hmm. damn bitch. Uh, the third segment is called Dropping Gems, where we pick a topic of the week and we drop a few gems. So let's get straight to it. I know some of you guys are probably wondering why I am wearing this hot-ass sweater on camera um, because I'm actually sweating under it. I am so fucking hot in front of all these lights. But um, this is the only thing I had in this color. Why am I wearing this color? Why did I want to wear this color, you may ask? What color is this? This is like a chartreuse yellow. This green, is the difference between me and Milana. Ordeal. She has like her fancy names like mauve instead of pink and like Bitch, chartreuse is instead of lime green. This is not lime green. It's like it's like a yellow green. Yeah, sure. Anyway, I'm wearing this fabulous color, um, <laughs> this fabulous sweater because it's the only thing I had in this color because I am paying homage to the Real Housewives of Potomac reunion. Okay, so. Maybe it's not a popular opinion. Some people might have thought it was a little bit strange. I fucking loved it. They all wore the same color Mm. in different shades. I loved it. I was like, oh, it's aesthetically pleasing. They are in unison. And they went to Portugal, I think, this year on their, like, on their, like, uh, trip because every year they go somewhere. And it was very, this was, like, it was very reminiscent of their trip, the color. So I actually really enjoyed it. And it shows you who can dress and who can't dress. Because if we all are given the same criteria... Some of us are going to stand out, right? So it really showed that Monique, of course, yet again, is the best dress on that show. Um, some of the women looked like they were going to prom. That was very unfortunate. There were like bedazzled things. And not like the whole dress was bedazzled, like a little shoulder bedazzled pad. It was like strange. I wasn't here for it. Wait, so they all wore the same color in different shades? No, the same color. Like variations of the color, but the same color, mm-hmm. but different styles of oh, dresses. Okay. That's cute. It was very cute. I loved it. Some I people like, thought it was weird. I thought I really liked it. It's different. It's nice. I like it. And like, like okay, so new Housewives of like New Jersey, they did this at the reunion, but they all wore, we're all wearing sparkles mm. or like sequins and everyone wore something different, different color. Um, but I like it. it like it's easy to look at. Anyway, so that's why I'm wearing this sweater in this color. Milana's like a real diehard Housewives fan if you can't tell. I'm literally dying inside that this reunion reunions are the best part of Housewives. Have you watched a reunion with me before? Yeah, you've show, you showed me the Atlanta one. With the with the fight? Yeah. 
Yeah. Wait, did we? I forgot if I saw the fight. Yeah, when Portia like dragged her by the hair. I didn't. I don't remember that. Yeah, it was bad. Um, and then even yesterday we were eating, taking a break from packing our homeless kids, and we were watching Housewives, and I was asking her like a million questions because I don't know what's happening, and she was like, "I can't watch this show if you're just gonna keep asking me questions." So I was like, "I don't know what's going on." You have but to it's... play dumb or start from the beginning. It's not my job yeah. to teach you. Okay. Yeah, and... my brother's the same way. Like in movies, I'd be like, "Wait, what's going on?" And he'd literally dead ass ignore me. Yeah. Like I was not like. There. I have no time. I'm also <laughs> trying to watch it for the first time. This episode I have not seen, so I don't know. Um, and it was a Real Housewives of OC, which is like really uneventful, as I say here all the time. But I'm not gonna stop watching it because. It was good for like a food break. Yeah, it was good food break. It's good for like curling your hair. Yeah. Putting on your makeup. <laughs> cleaning your room. That's what it's good for. Um, anyway, there's so much to discuss with this reunion. All three parts haven't aired yet. Only the first part aired. So I'm going to just say one thing. Because the main thing from this reunion so far, because I can't really comment on the whole thing. Because again, all three parts haven't been out. But Monique Samuels came with a fucking three ring binder and tabs. And I thought it was fabulous because you know what it's something I would do it's something Lena would do because here's my thing all season they tried to alienate her so she made a mistake and she got in a fight they tried to make her seem like she brought down the entire show I mean it was like they they like didn't want to film with her like they just it was like it was really bad they were like ganging up on her and Giselle didn't like her from the beginning. Like, since the first episode that Monique was on, she instantly didn't like her for no reason. I don't know if it was, like, a jealousy thing or what. That's not the point. The point is, Monique was sick of it, so she came with a three-ring binder, with tabs for every woman, including herself, with screenshots, printed out text messages, everything she needs, organized so that when she says something that she knows, instead of people calling her a liar, saying it's a rumor, saying it's false, she can pull out her stack of receipts and her screenshots and prove to them that it is in fact true and she did do that so I'm only going to comment on this one thing because again I want to finish all the reunion episodes and then kind of talk about the whole thing but the one thing that I want to comment on is the fact that she really brought out Giselle's dirty laundry with the screenshots basically insinuating either Giselle's relationship is uh, fake a fake storyline for the show because Giselle has nothing else going on in her life or her boyfriend who is also her ex-husband is currently cheating on her with another woman pastor and she has a screenshots and it's his phone number and Giselle didn't really deny it so I'm not a mean girl I don't know if this is something that I would be able to do like for me to be able to sit on national television and air uh, you know another woman's dirty laundry about her relationship I don't know if that's something that I would do however I'm a firm believer and my rule of thumb in life is don't talk about someone else's relationship if you don't want them talking about yours. Don't talk about someone's financial situation if you don't want them talking about yours. Don't talk about someone's appearance if you don't want them talking about yours. Don't talk about someone's family and kids if you don't want someone talking about yours. And I think that Giselle crossed the line a million times with Monique. So I understand why Monique finally was like, you know what? You want to invade my relationship and give your two cents, start rumors around Potomac about me allegedly cheating on my husband, here's everything. And she came with proof. It wasn't just like a he said, she said thing. So I can't really, we can't be mad at her. You know, Lena, you look clueless over there. Well, so she came with receipts about her own situation or about the other woman's situation? Well, we haven't gotten to her own situation. She came uh, with the receipts with everything. Like she had a tab for herself there too, in case she ever had to back up something she said. But 
in this particular part one of the reunion, she only came out talking about Giselle's relationship because we were only commenting about Giselle's relationship. Oh, okay. I was just going to say, yeah. like, if it was def- to defend herself, I was going to say that's going to save a lot of time. Like, mm-hmm. more so to defend herself. I mean, I don't know about her having tabs on all these women. <laughs> Listen, these people have been dragging her through the mud all season. Yeah. It was actually unbearable to watch at one point. I was like, damn, wow. you guys are, like, really fucked up. Like, like it was mean bad. Mean girl style? Like, yeah. Like, when she invited all the girls over to kind of, like, apologize for the situation and the assault or whatever. Like, sorry that you guys had to witness to it. This is not what, like, I want to represent. I have daughter, mm-hmm. whatever. Giselle came, like, with the security guard trying to be funny. Like, oh, I don't know what you're about to do. I brought my own security guard. Oh, my yes, God. Yes, hella messy. And it's just, like, continuous shit like that all the time. Not wanting to film with her, which means not giving her any screen time. Basically trying to kick her off the show. So wow. she was like, you know what? You guys want to play. Anyway, so that happened. Um, Real Housewives of Atlanta started back up. We watched the first couple of episodes. It's just weird. I feel like something is missing because Nene Leakes is gone. Um, but... There's a new girl called named Drew, Drew, who I like. Like, she put all of her business out there in, like, the first or second episode that she was on. It was a little intense. That's the, one of the episodes. Actually, Lena watched that, too, with her relationship, like, her marriage. It was, like, a lot for her to, like, oh, make her yeah. debut on the show in that way. But, I mean, you have to be open on the show or they're going to open it up for you. Like, you either control the storyline or someone else is going to control it. So, I like her. Um... I have been thinking that I kind of wish that Phaedra would come back on the show. I think it's been enough time that has passed, and I feel like if she just apologizes to Candy, and Candy says, yeah, bravo, it's okay to have Phaedra back on the show, then we can have her back. I need some more excitement on the show since, like, Nini is gone, and I don't really know what that looks like. So hopefully one day she can come back. And speaking of Housewives drama... Uh, Lena, you were present for this as I discovered it. Erica Girardi and Tom Girardi's assets have been uh, frozen because they are now dealing with a lawsuit that was filed against his company, but also simultaneously filed against her um, for allegedly his his um, firm allegedly stealing money from clients in a settlement from two years ago. So I guess they were saying that there's about $2 million that they were supposed to receive and they have it and they um, are now suing the firm and now Erica as well, which is ironic because Erica filed a file for divorce. Um, so I don't know. We were talking about this because we don't know if they had a prenup. Just last season, they were talking about how in love they are. I'm meeting other for 20 years, and all of a sudden, she filed for divorce. It sounds like, to me, she's trying to protect her, like, personal assets so that if, if he does have to pay um, these people back, that they it doesn't have to come out of, you know, her personal earnings. So that's what I think. I don't and know. And this is Real Housewives of Beverly Hills? Yeah. She lives in Pasadena. Oh, why is she on the they all are, like some they oh. live in the valley in Sherman Oaks. They just like named Beverly Hills. Oh. It's not gonna be like, you know, it's all over LA. Real oh. Housewives of Los Angeles sounds a little weird. Like <laughs> a YouTube know. show. Should we make a YouTube show called Real Housewives? I didn't of, know that. Real Housewives of the Valley? They should have separated it and really had it be all Beverly Hills people. I guess that's they kind of started off as that way, mm-hmm. but it's like now, now they're picking after a while. People, like this yeah. one wasn't interesting. This mm-hmm. one moved to the valley. What are you gonna do? Kick her off the show because she moved to the valley? You know, I it's see. like it got kind of. Oh wow! Yeah, and some people in Pasadena are rich, richer than people in Beverly Hills. Oh yeah, for yeah. sure. The yeah, the houses in Pasadena are so insane. Nice. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So anyway, that's all housewives I have for now. I started Euphoria. Um, it's really racy. It's like super graphic. I'm like, are fucking kids acting like this 
nowadays in high school, like maybe like suburban high schools, like I didn't have these problems, um, but it made me miss high school. Do you miss high school? I miss college. I really liked college. Oh, yeah, we talk yeah. about this all the time. Yeah. Milana loved high school. I loved college. I can't with college. Like a blur in my life. <laughs> a fucking blur. Like, why did I even go? I talk about this all the time. It's okay. It's okay. It's over. Um, I found a new uh, thing that I like to eat. It made a discovery. If you guys remember how Taco Bell is like my guilty pleasure. Um, well, I started my period and it was very uh, intense it was really bad this time because I got pre-period cramps and I felt attacked, like personally attacked and violated by my own body. Um, and I was losing it. And I was like, you know what? I want something fried and battered, like kind of like, you know, chicken tenders, but I can't eat chicken tenders and hot chicken because I don't eat meat. So I was like, what can I eat? And I was like, oh my God, popcorn and shrimp. So I go through a KFC drive-thru and I'm like, hello, do you guys have popcorn shrimp? And they're like, no, I'm like fucking assholes. So I'm like, oh my God, where can I go? I'm like freaking out. Cause now, now that's all I want. I'm driving and I'm like Popeye's, where is there a Popeye's near me? So I find up, find a Popeye's. I call them. They said they have popcorn shrimp and I ordered it. And it was honestly the best decision I've ever made at, with a biscuit and they have Cajun fries and a Diet Coke. And I think I'm going to do it again. That sounds really good. She called me and asked me if I wanted anything, and I was only contemplating the biscuits, but I didn't know about the Cajun fries and the Diet Coke. Why wouldn't you want popcorn shrimp? What's wrong with popcorn shrimp? Nothing. I've never really had it before, so it's not something I'm like. Dying but do you for. like like chicken nuggets or like chicken tenders? Yeah, I'm. I I usually order a burger. You know me. I don't really order like chicken. Oh, yeah, tenders. but not at Popeyes. Yeah, of course. Maybe nice. we should do that one day. Okay. Maybe that'll be like a cheat meal. Which is every day. Yeah, which, which is, is what's been happening the last which like. Is, three I've been days. eating. I've been eating a bag of chips every night to go to sleep. Because we finish work at like ten. I literally go home and I try. I'm like, I'm gonna make something, and I literally fell asleep yesterday. No, you just eat a bag of chips, like or cheese chips at my house or cheese its Yeah. Oh well, me. Yeah. I don't know about you. That's what I eat. You eat like dates and shit. Yeah. Ugh. Good job. I love dates. I don't know why. And then like listening to eat dates, I would have killed myself. I'm sorry. You it's know, okay. I told you that it, they have, they're related to my name. Yeah. How was it again? So Lena in Arabic means the small leaf of a palm tree and dates grow on palm trees. <laughs> you learn something new every day. I wonder day. what my name means. We can look it up. Yeah. Look it up. Is there even a meaning for oh, my name? Or does it mean nothing? It's favored. Wow. Is it? So it says, Milana as a girl's name is related to the Czech, Slovakian, and Slavic name Milana. The meaning of Milana is favored. Oh my God. God is so real in my life. Or the name oh. Milana is a girl's name of Italian origin, meaning from Milan. No, that doesn't count. <laughs> oh, definition of Milana in Arabic means gracious, which is similar to favored in Arabic. That's so nice. Yeah, that's really nice. See? Wow, maybe I will name my child Milana Jr. No. <laughs> you guys always talk about how I hate juniors because you're not giving your child a chance to have their own identity. I just feel like <laughs> you're just telling them this is what you're going to be like me. Here's my name. But I fucking love my name. If my name wasn't my name, I would name my child my name. Yeah, I, love I always your try to name. pawn my name onto my ki- my friends who have kids and know what is going for it. No, I, I love your name. You Would you name your kid my name? Maybe. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, don't you? You like Layla, right? My sister's I name. Do. I do. Yeah. Well, I like Lila. Lila. Yeah, which is what I what I call her. Yes. But like in Arabic, it's Layla. But we, me, Omar, and Li- and 
my mom call her Lila. Yes, I like Lila. Yeah. But my two names, I'm going to say my kids' names right here. And this is, I'm going to say this, okay? And I want this to be the proof that I said it first because someone's going to fucking take my names and I'm going to be pissed, okay? I like L's and I's and Y's. So I want to name my son Nikolai. And I also really like the name Noelia. Those are the two names that I love. Now, if I have a third child and it might be a daughter, Lila sounds like a good idea. Um, that's all I have. Wait, I'm confused. Isn't your dad's name? Nikolai. Yeah. So are you not giving your son an identity because you're naming? No, because it's not my husband. My, oh, okay. my, my so son can go be his own. Yeah, yeah live his juniors. own life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, because my grandmother's juniors. name is Layla and my sister's name is Yeah, no, Layla. no, no. Yeah. I think that's fine. Yeah. I think it's like when you name your kid right after you, it's yeah. like we're in the same household. And they do it. You know, person. some people like do it for like three, four, five generations. It's like, okay. Snooze like, fest, We get it, guys. John <laughs> Thomas the fourth. Yeah, like my uncle is Joseph and my cousin is Joseph and my grandfather is Joseph. It's like you guys, like a bunch of Italian Josephs. Like, yeah. Can we like get a new name here? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Joe, that's a very Italian name. You know what else? Okay. This was really funny. I think you would find this funny. So when I posted a clip of my video, my, uh, a podcast portion of my podcast last week where we talked about, you know, the drinking situation and I tagged the girl Yasmin whose birthday it was that we had the problems at, uh, or you had the problem. No, you um, had a problem too. And she had a problem. Yeah. Like, but, but your all... problem was way worse than everyone else's problem. No, Yasmin had, to, Yasmin left after an hour. Oh yeah. No, she, who was taking care of you? I told you, um, Lucy. Oh, 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 yeah. oh yes, yes, yes. Okay. So. <laughs> So I tag Yasmin, haha, we're having a giggle laugh on the comments, and she goes, how about we talk about other first times? Like, the first time you guys took me to a strip club in Palm Springs. I was like, oh, I didn't know that I broke her strip club cherry, you know what the and I did it in Palm Springs, the worst place you could take somebody. It wasn't my fault. Like, we were bored. Yeah, we were really, we were trying to find things to do in Palm Springs. I remember we went to, like, a Mexican restaurant, and then it was, like, super early, and we're like, what do we do in Palm Springs? We were, like, on spring break in college. That was our first mistake. Like, we went to Palm Springs <laughs> on spring break. Like, that just goes to show you, like, that the level of partying mistake. that we did. It was yes. not that much. But, um... The funny thing is Yasmin loves me and Yasmin both love strip clubs now. Like we've gone to like some in Vegas and LA, like nice, nice strip clubs. That is hilarious. So it's funny that like we all went in Palm Springs. That was her first experience. It was like very underwhelming, but now we're like it was awful. I was like, if I was ever in hiding and trying to make a couple of bucks, this is where I would go because nobody else is here. Yeah. We were the only ones there sitting in the front row. We have a picture too. At the strip club? Yeah, we do. You do? Yeah. Can I see it? Yeah, I'd have to find it. It's probably on like What's Facebook. What's on right now? But yeah, I need to see that. Yeah, oh I'm pretty God. sure. I remember I was wearing like a white shirt. Yeah, we're that all in it. That is hilarious. Okay, the last thing I want to talk about in BTS, I was supposed to talk about this last week, but I totally forgot about it. I didn't even see it. Is I want to talk about Vanish Mode on Instagram. What the fuck? How many new things are they going to come up with? I hope that they take it away from Mark Zuckerberg. Please take this fucking app away from him. He is ruining the app. Like, why are we adding Vanish Mode on Instagram? Are we, we just are like encouraging people to cheat and be sneaky, I feel like. Don't you feel like that? Yeah, it's really, and it's so. And it's so, a bizarre way to yeah, use it. It's, it's like, so weird. So you have to like. Like at and, least Snapchat made it idiot proof. Yeah, like they. that's how they started. Yeah. That's how they were, like quick 
conversations, whatever, you can save them if you need to save any yeah. of the messages. But that's how they were built. So it wasn't as weird mm-hmm. as like Instagram doing it like however so many years later. And then it's like you have to enter vanish mode with someone. So like they both, you both have to consent to like be in vanish oh, mode. Oh, we do? Yeah. So oh, like, I was, I, I accidentally hit vanish mode to someone. They probably thought I was so weird. Remember, we tried it. And I so didn't it's like, know that you both had to hit. I thought that like my comp only on my end, I had let's to. Let's try it right now. We can't be spreading false rumors on here. I mean, here. what? No, I can't. So look, I swipe up. Uh-huh. Oh. Are you on me? swipe up to vanish mode. Are you on me? Yeah, I'm on you. Okay, I'm going to go to you. Let me message oh, you. Oh, random numbers calling. Oh, me. we're all, yeah, you automatically put me in vanish mode. I did. Interesting. So when I accidentally did that to someone, I accidentally pressed like the button or I swiped or whatever. So this person probably thinks I'm trying to be sneaky with them. I'm not trying to be frisky with you. I just, it was an accident. Oh my God. I fucking hate this Yeah, so it it notifies the other person that you've entered into vanish mode. And then once you both leave the chat, then like the messages disappear. And it's just like, why? Like that's so like... It's they lame. already let you unsend messages. Like, yeah. that's shady enough. Like, I, I didn't. Need, I, we didn't need this one more thing. I do it a lot when I make spelling errors because I'm super weird and OCD. Mm-hmm. But like, I know people use it. Like, what they need to do is do the search button, the search thing for your stories. Like, if if 700 people have viewed your story, you should be able to search a person's oh, name. Yeah, yeah, if yeah. you want to see if they've seen it. Like, I mean, they're getting rid of all it. Like now, they won't even show you the number of views on your story. You have to swipe up to see the number. No, the views are there. It's just like a thing. Yeah, so you have to swipe up to see the number. The number. You mean the names? No, the number. Or for me, I don't see the number anymore. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, they're really trying. They're ruining this app for me. It's really going to be a thing where this app is just going to be a place that used to exist. No, it says seen by, and it says the number. Mine, it's. I have an update where I don't even see the number. Damn. It just says views, and then you have to swipe up to see the number and the amount. Yeah, I'm not really here. Listen. FTC, do your do yeah. your do your thing, bro. No, but it's like it's weird. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's all I have for BTS. So we're gonna go into Talkworthy. There's a lot of shit going on this week. Um, let's start with the versus battle. So that was supposed to be last Saturday, and I had already recorded before I put that out. Um, but it was the versus battle was supposed to be Ashanti against Keisha Cole, and it was canceled because Ashanti got COVID uh the day that it was supposed to happen, like a couple of hours before. And I was looking through people's stories, people like dressed up for it. They had like their cheese platters, they mm-hmm. you know had people over, they had their wine ready and the shit got canceled. You know why? Because people don't know how to fucking plan. When you are producing something of that caliber, especially when you are all meeting somewhere to film this, you have to get fucking COVID tested 48 hours before. Why are you doing it as people enter when you are putting so much money is at stake? Like production, people already hired, the equipment's already there, everyone already knows about it, you've been promoting it, and now you have to cancel because you guys have poor planning. Honestly, to me, it's poor planning. Yeah, like you're the right. COVID test should have been done forty-eight hours ahead of time. That's one problem. Besides the point, I don't know who I think would win this one. Here's the thing: I think Ashanti probably had more hits, like she was more popular at the time. But I like Keisha Cole's songs more. A lot of people, so I saw like a lot of polls and stuff, and mm-hmm. people think like Keisha Cole was gonna win. Like people were kind of like undermining like Ashanti a little bit. Like she's not that like great well blah, Keisha blah. Cole I think is probably has a better voice yeah yeah but yeah I agree with you I think um but Ashanti I think she had was more maybe hits. a little bit more yeah like yeah. popular mm-hmm. and had more like fewer songs but more hits mm-hmm. and then Keisha Cole had a lot more songs 
Um, I actually think Ashanti had more songs. Really? And she probably had more hits. But I think Keisha Cole had better songs. Okay. Like, I, I think Ashanti's yeah. songs were more popular mm-hmm. because of, like, Murder, Inc. and Ja Rule. Yeah. But if I'm looking back at songs I like to listen to over and over again, I would kind of say Keisha Cole had the songs. Yeah. But then Keisha Cole got happy. And people hate yeah. when a bitch gets happy. Yeah. And now she's singing about love and no one is trying to hear it. Like, they liked her when she was sad. And yeah. that's kind of where her career took a turn. Yeah. I think. It'll be interesting. I love them both. I mean, I think they're both, like, yeah. great artists. I wonder when we're going to, like get to the point in verses where we're doing people who are like more current like who like do you think it'll happen like people who are currently like still making like yeah they've who said are still like, charting you know oh still charting yeah yeah i was just thinking i was like i've heard people want like drake on a versus but it's like who's gonna battle drake like yeah well like who would who is drake's equivalent at this point like right now who would you even I wouldn't even know who to pair him with. Yeah. It doesn't that's even what make they, Yeah, that's what they're saying. Like The weekend, Who are we pairing him with? I mean, I don't think they're of the same, like, level, but I don't know, The weekend and, like, there's a lot of artists that are, like, sing like him, but they're not at his level. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, these, this is, like, yeah, it's not gonna... Like, Party Next Door, Division. Oh, no. They'll die. Yeah, I'm just saying, Dead. like, it's like the same, <laughs> yeah. that's the same genre to me. I guess I understand the, the throwback thing that they're doing because you don't, they don't necessarily have to be at the same time, but, like, around the same era, and, like, I, one could have been a few years ahead or whatever, but are, like, this in the same genre, mm-hmm. like, both rap or both, you know, so it makes sense. I heard on the radio, um, the game was talking about how he would only battle 50 Cent on a versus. But he would lose. I mean, he doesn't think he would lose. I mean, he, like, he would 100% lose. Yeah. Like, I don't... I can name, like, three of his songs. Yeah. I mean, people love him, like, honestly, You know who on the would West be Coast. good? Flo Rida. And, like, he would be really good. He has a lot of hits. Yeah, I love him. He has a lot of hits. People don't really respect him and think, like, yeah. don't know whatever. But actually, if you go down his, like, shit, he has a lot of hits. And Chris Brown would be great. But I don't know who Chris Brown would, like, go against. Trey Songs, Usher. People say he would lose to Usher. Yeah. And Trey Songs would probably lose to Chris Brown. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like we're predicting all of it. Was Omarion ever on it? Because Omarion had some hits. On what? On verses. No, he had, I don't think he's. Been I on think it. he would be good. I love him. I love his music. I don't. Maybe him. I don't know against who. Him and Marcus Houston both like yeah, had a good run. Marcus or Mario. Mario. Mm-hmm. Ooh. They, they need us to produce. Versus, it. call me. Huh? <laughs> I'll uh, plan it better for you. Forty-eight hours. People like who who lost their job during this whole thing. Anyway, so that's that. Um, Tom Cruise. Okay, so he's on the set of uh, Mission Impossible Seven. Oh Lord! I know filming, and uh, there was a audio recorded of him and released screaming at two crew members for about a solid three, three minutes, almost is what we heard. We don't know how long before that he started screaming. Basically, what happened is. These two um, guys were wearing masks, but they weren't six feet apart, and they were both looking at a screen that's of something they had just filmed, trying to, like, figure something out. Um, And he went on a fucking rant. And here's some of the things that he said. Basically, he said, the rest of Hollywood is looking at us. We are creating thousands of jobs, you mother effers. Um, If I ever see you do it again, you're fucking gone, fired. Tell it to the people who are losing their homes because our industry is being shut down. Um, And he was yelling, like, like... 
like yelling like a psychopath. Like it was crazy. He wasn't talking or like lecturing. He was like yelling at the top of his lungs. Because they weren't six feet apart? Yes. He he thinks they weren't following like COVID precaution. And there's like mixed comments on this. Like some people are praising him for it. Um, I'm not really here for it. Like I'm sorry. I think there's other ways that he could have handled the situation. I understand his frustration because Hollywood is, you know, closed down and they finally got to be able to film and there's all these restrictions. But this is not the way, especially when there's like a, power dynamic like you're a celebrity and you're you're a fucking megastar and you're yelling at these people who by the way are the same people that you're talking about who are hit hard by the industry you're not hit hard by the industry you have plenty of money the people that are hit hard are the ones that ones that are losing their jobs are these people who work behind the scenes who are crew members these are the people you're yelling about the very thing that you're yelling them at for and i just think that um I don't know. It sounded like he was like yelling at them like he was their parent. Like these are grown ass man and men. And it was very like belittling, you know, and it and I think you, you can't do that when you're in a position of power. And he is he's in a position of power. He's producing it. He's a fucking huge star. And you have these you're yelling at them also in front of the entire crew. Like how fucking embarrassing. Um yeah, I mean, there's always a better way to approach things. Like, if you're really about, like, action and change yeah. and you want, like, people are going to be more receptive when you're, like, remind them. Like, exactly. people, like, you have to remember, this is also hard. Like, I forget to always be, like, six feet apart. And especially if I'm at, in the line at the grocery store, if there's not, like, the markers on the floor. So it's hard to remember that. And especially when you're in, like, a work environment yeah. and you're used to working in this way and you need to, like, work with someone. You both need to look at you're the, You're both like, pointing at a, something small on a screen screens are small yeah so I think people just need to like give people like the benefit of the doubt and like they obviously don't like just it's like remind them like gently remind them there's a difference between someone like being ignorant and like not caring versus like being forgetful Mm -hmm. and like yeah I completely agree he needs to watch how he like speaks to people and like it's it was too much for me I didn't see it but like from what you're explaining that's crazy and it's and it's interesting also like he's talking about like people losing their jobs and like Hollywood being closed down and it's actually interesting because Hollywood is open right now Mm -hmm. and production is open but it's not an essential job yeah so like that's so hypocritical to me and that really bothers me yeah like all these other bit small businesses are closed down personal service businesses all that kind of stuff and major retailers get to be open and Hollywood gets to be open it's bizarre like can someone please explain this to me like that's crazy so like you're all talking about like crew members and stuff and you care so much about this cause, but like he doesn't care about the, yeah. how, the it, uh, that at all. He, doesn't he just give doesn't a fuck want about his COVID. movie to get he shut down. He doesn't want his movie yeah, to get of shut course. down. It's so obvious. It's so stupid. He's a Scientologist also. So like, really, I don't care. And I've never really <laughs> liked him. Like, no. I don't really like him as a person no. or his demeanor. I'm really not surprised that like this came out about him. Yeah. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. I'm not here for it. Um, so that happened. Then also, what is, oh, Vanessa Bryant is responding to her mother's lawsuit. Um, According to People Magazine, Vanessa Bryant is accusing her mother of trying to extort a financial windfall from her family after husband Kobe Bryant's untimely death through a new lawsuit. According to court documents filed Tuesday in California that were obtained by People, Sophia Lane, 68, is suing her daughter, Vanessa, 38, for financial support, claiming she worked unpaid as a longtime personal assistant and nanny for the family. Lane adds in the lawsuit that before his death on January 26th, Kobe had promised to take care of his mother-in-law for the rest of her life. Um, hmm. For nearly two decades, we arranged for my mother. This is what Vanessa said. 
For nearly two decades, we arranged for my mother to live in our nearby properties at no cost to her because she had claimed that she didn't have any money to buy her own home after her divorce. My husband and I felt it was best for her not to live in our home. She watched our girls from time to time, just like most grandparents do. She did not take care of business issues or expenses. She was a grandmother who was supported by me and her son-in-law at my request, Vanessa claims. She now wants to backcharge me $96 per hour Wow. For supposedly working 12 hours a day for 18 years for watching her grandchildren. In reality, she only occasionally babysat my older girls when they were toddlers. As of 10 years ago, our kids were full-time students and athletes, and I didn't have another child until 2016. Her claims are obviously false, but I still tried repeatedly to work things out with my mother. Um, okay, there's a lot of problems here. So she's asking for $5 million, a house, and a Mercedes. Um, $96 is a lot for a babysitter. Is that what they get paid? Because tell me. I'll switch careers right now. I saw this and I like read it and I sent it to you and stuff. And like you said, there's so many problems here, but like, that why? is a lot. And 12 hours a day. First like, of all. Like we have a sorry, lot of we questions. We all know that Vanessa Bryant is a stay-at-home mom. Yeah, it's uh, This is her clear chosen like job in life. And she has been for four daughters. Like we know that. I'm sure maybe she had a nanny. I'm sure she's had babysitters. But, like, don't try to fool anyone, Grandma. Like, we know that she watched her kids. Also, we know this is not real. You know why we know this is not real? Somebody who is claiming to have watched the kids and have been working for 12 hours a day wouldn't wait 18 years to file a lawsuit because now they want to get paid. No, if that was the agreement or if that was truly what was believed and Mm -hmm. that's truly what you believed, you would have taken action way sooner. So it's like a little bizarre. Um, I think it's very like it's it's sensitive. It's something is weird with Vanessa, Kobe, and their parents. Like he has like problems with his. Well, he had rest in peace problems with his parents. You know now she's having the, these issues with her mom. I just don't really understand. I think like money can really bring out the worst in people. Like it's so greedy and like what a disgusting time to do something like I this. I think she the reason it's coming out now is because she's <clears throat> because rest in peace Kobe's not here anymore mm-hmm. so now it's unclear what she is and isn't going to get and mm-hmm. so she her strategy is to get money like backtracked because she doesn't he's gone and she doesn't know maybe she maybe she didn't have it in writing but it's not clear what how she's going to be supported for the rest of her life quote unquote from like Kobe so now she's going back to secure it for herself because she's you know what I mean created this um rift between her and her uh, her and her daughter yeah but yeah i mean it is disgusting like vanessa and her family have been through enough like i can't imagine like it hasn't been a year since they've passed and, i like, really yeah i really don't understand like i can't imagine like your daughter loses her husband and <clears throat> her daughter your granddaughter yeah. and you're suing her for money like and it's like and i've followed the story ever yeah. since it was coming out like a three or four months ago like yeah, i've like, been seeing on it univision the interview yeah like the interview and everything mm-hmm. so like and i believe like when vanessa writes like i've tried to do this i've tried to do that like she's trying to do the right thing she's lost these key people like in her life Mm -hmm. like of course she doesn't want to ostracize now like her daughter's grandmother like you know i mean she probably tried and like she seems her mom seems hell-bent on like the the amount of money she wants um what she wants a house Mm -hmm. a mercedes like it's so and like to me the intentions are so clear like if you just want to like live a comfortable like good life like you can get any type of car any type you mean an apartment that you had like why like 
why a Mercedes? Like, it's just very, like, it just, to me, puts a bad taste in my mouth with yeah. her. But it's it's very sad. And I hope, like, she doesn't win. And I hope, like... I don't think she will. There's yeah. no basis at all. Like, it's I don't bizarre. Know. Yeah, maybe her strategy is, like, if she sues her and, like, brings so much attention to the media, There'll she'll be a give settlement. in. Yeah, yeah, she'll give in somehow or yeah. some way. But that's really sad and I like really just pray for her and like her family like she needs to like mourn and grieve like she doesn't need to be fighting her mother in no. court crazy but yeah and, the yeah. $96 an hour mm-hmm. 12 hours a day mm-hmm. for 18 years and yeah you made a point a good point like why haven't you asked for this money like before if you were like it's been 18 years lady where like did you sign an agreement like this was a verbal agreement like you what yeah. you were gonna get paid like 20 years later for work that you've done and it's just also like, you're 70 years old where is this energy coming from she it's fear just like it's be so a grandma and like just it's everything is fine like be a grandma it's like so sad no money can really like it's tarnish so people yes. and it's like so so fear-based yeah like she's just acting in a place of fear because things are uncertain yeah like she was banking on this you know what i mean type of lifestyle being the we daughter we don't even know if that will that that's was what promised he's, yeah i don't she's but you claiming yeah. this that kobe said this but like we yeah don't know. no of course and i mean i'm just taking that as an inference from vanessa saying yeah. that like we supported her yeah. like Kobe and I supported her at my request so like mm-hmm. I'm taking it as an inference from that statement but it's just like when you're afraid and you don't know how to act like you just this is how you act mm-hmm. yeah anyway um a little like better news it's gonna I'm gonna keep this short because there's not much to say here but there's something that I didn't like that I saw um Mackenzie Scott gave away four billion dollars to charity in the past four months that is Jeff Bezos ex-wife um first of all my dream to make an absurd amount of money and then be able to help people in the way that I want to. I like really love that she's doing that because she doesn't have to. And we do remember that once they got a divorce and she got her settlement that she agreed to sign the giving pledge, which is like, um, an agreement that a lot of billionaires have where they give away, I think like either majority of their wealth or like half of their wealth during, you know, their lifespan. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, this is all great, right? So she so she gives $4 billion away in four months, and she writes, like, this article about it, and then I'm reading comments, and people are saying, okay, but how much billionaire richer has she gotten in those four months? Like, guys, you really, like, can't fucking win with people. It is, this is, like, the epitome, again, of, like, damned if you do, damned if you don't. And when people do something nice or charitable, we say... We're like, we're like, and they don't, they don't tell anyone that they did it. They don't report it. It's like, you don't do enough for charity. Like if they do it in silence, when they don't do it in silence and it's out in the media, it's like, you should have done more. Like you can't fucking win $4 billion. And it's like an absurd amount of money to give away, give away in four months. Like it's really unheard of. And like this person also has the rest of their life to live. Like you don't know what can happen tomorrow. You don't know what kind of lawsuit she can be in where she loses half her money. You don't know what can happen with Amazon. You just don't know. So, but that's besides the point. It's like when people are doing anything, they don't, no one owes anyone anything in life. I really do believe that. It would be nice if everyone just was of service to others, if everyone just gave away a portion of their wealth. Like it would be great. But just a reminder that nobody has to do anything. And the fact that she did and the fact that people are still leaving these kinds of comments is kind of like, this is the problem. It, ta- it, it takes the motivation or the desire for people to actually want to do something. Um, and I actually am on the other side of this you know, argument. I think that when you are doing something nice, when you are doing something charitable, you should uh, talk about it and tell people, you know why? Because 
it puts it on the forefront and it reminds others to give as well. It reminds others to, you know, do charitable works as well. Um, and yeah, this kind of stuff t- sucks all the fucking kindness out of it. I don't even know. Like it, it would make me not want to do shit again. I was also going to say that when you were talking, I thought about this, like you also don't know what are her plans to give in the future. It's like been four months. And like, you don't know, you know what I mean? Like what, where she's going to donate in the future, how much she's going to donate, what are her plans? You know what I mean? What causes she's going to support? Like this it's, yeah. I mean, I completely agree with you. Like I don't understand how she can be, criticized yeah. for giving away four billion that's you can't a win. four billion dollars it's a billion dollars a month yeah. she just like she's also just finalizing her divorce she's just coming into this like money whatever you know what I mean? yeah. she had money from before like let's just she's obviously showing what kind of person she is like her husband was criticized because he made all this money and didn't give any yeah. money away so she's obviously trying to make a point here yeah like i'm inheriting this money and i believe in these causes and you know what i mean giving to like nonprofits and charities. So people just need to like, yeah, you go mind your pockets. Yeah. And go do something for do someone something. else. Yeah. Like and- exactly. Crazy. Um, okay. The next thing I want to talk about is, uh, Ooh, hmm. Russia is in trouble. Uh, like the whole country. Um, according to USA today, the court of arbitration for sport on Thursday upheld an international sports ban, levied against Russia for doping. Oh. But cut the duration of the ban in half from four years to two. Uh, The long-awaited ruling handed down by a panel of three arbitrators at the Swiss-based court will bar Russia's flag and anthem from appearing at each of the next two Olympic Games and other major international competitions through December 16th, 2022. Though the court reduced the duration of Russia's ban, its ruling was hailed as a victory by the World Anti-Doping Agency. That word cracks me up, which implemented the ban last year after investigators found that Russia had tampered with drug testing data. Um, Wow. Yeah. The World Anti-Doping Agency is pleased to have won this landmark case, and the organization's president said in a statement, the panel has clearly upheld our findings that the Russian authorities brazenly and illegally manipulated the Moscow laboratory data in an effort to cover up an institutionalized dope scheme. In the face of continual resistance and denial from Russia, we clearly proved our case in accordance with due process. So I don't know if you guys remember this. So basically they were, uh, it was alleged that that their, um, some of their uh, members of the Olympic team were doping. Um, you, you know what doping is, right? Right? Like taking drugs? Yeah, taking like banned uh, uh, sport enhancing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the sport stuff that they're not allowed to take to go like to the Olympics. Like steroids, like uh, athletic performance enhancing drugs that mm-hmm. are banned that you're not supposed like to take. Like steroids. Yes, like steroids. So the, it was alleged that some of their um, athletes, their Olympic athletes were doping. But every country, I guess, has their own like anti-doping agency where they monitor the athletes in their country. And apparently the, that doping agency in Russia was covering up some of the, you know, some wow. of this information. So they Did finally, they- there was a whole thing done and they finally... Um, were found guilty of it but originally they were supposed to be banned for four years now they're only banned for two years um and it also covers putin and other russian government officials they're not they are they're barred from attending olympics and other top sports events for the next two years unless they receive an invitation from the country's head of state Oh, the country where the Olympics are being held. Yes. Did they say what sports, like uh, what actual sports? I don't they, remember no, what I the just... actual sports were, but they are saying that like the, the other, like athletes that are clean 
um, that they believe to be clean can compete. Continue oh, to just compete. the people that they find well, out. Well, yes, just the people. But also those athletes that are competing, they cannot have Russian flag mm. on their uniform. They cannot have Russia on wow. their uniform in, in any language. they get to compete. Yes, they have to have, they can wear the colors of the flag, but they can't wear the flag. Um, and the anthem cannot be played. So basically no Russia seen anywhere. I'm a little conflicted because first of all, like cheating on this level is, is insane to me. Like, a two-year ban to me seems like a slap on the wrist yeah, for something so serious. Like people work their entire lives and they try to do it right. They try to do it with integrity. Um, and this is like in every country. And here you are cheating the fucking system because of your ego, because you want to be a little bit better than the next guy, right? Um, and you get a two-year ban, which is like not really a ban. Your name is just not there. But everyone is still gonna know. These un this this uh, you know unnamed uniform is Russia, right? So like your right. athletes are still playing. So there I'm a little bit like conflicted because it kind of leaves you know a gray area of them maybe doing it again. They've been doing it forever apparently, um, or other countries doing it again. But at the same time, I really feel for those athletes that did not participate in that on their on this you know on Russia's Olympic team, and also like athletes have a small window of time where they can really compete especially on this kind of you know scale so it would really be fucked up if they were completely banned and nobody can, can compete for two years it would really affect those people who really had nothing to do with this doping incident so i'm a little bit conflicted there um i was gonna ask like it is a gray area and it's really weird because let's say like one of these athletes win like who does the medal go to if russia as the country is not part of the olympics they just like i don't know if they when they record it they don't record the country's name like it's unnamed but like everybody knows you know what i'm saying yeah i mean i think they should have like i don't know my personal opinion is like they should have worn like the olympic like colors like just represented the olympic as an entity like not even wear the russian colors like you're that's like the same thing yeah you're waving you're like kind of going over this line like you're kind of going over but you're not fully stepping into the other direction i'm like oh you can wear the colors but like not the flag and like russia can't be part of it but you can that's like really weird i was gonna say um if uh they prove that russia tampered with the um with the doping thing, then they for sure tampered with our election. I, mean, girl, <laughs> I was like, Russia be tampering with everything there. They be tamp, tamp, tampering. <laughs> they're good at it. No, but the, and it's funny because I view the Olympics as like, they're not like a very like, to me, like strict entity in certain things. Like mm-hmm. they're not as hardcore as other yeah. organizations I think are. Like they really, yeah, they should have kept it for the four years. Like they shouldn't have let, you know what I mean? Any, anything more so representing the country or the government. But I do agree with you're saying, I do feel for the athletes athletes, that didn't, weren't a part of it and let them come and just represent themselves. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. So we'll see what happens, um, with that. The last thing I'm going to talk about in, um, Talkworthy is FK Twigs is suing actor and director Shia LaBeouf for physical, emotional, and sexual abuse. According to Rolling Stone, he relentlessly abused her physically and emotionally, knowingly giving her an unidentified sexually transmitted infection and battered her on numerous occasions. In court documents, she alleges that he stored firearms in the home, strangled her on Valentine's Day 2019, forcibly slammed her against his car, and then tried to strangle her. She also claimed that on several occasions, he would forcibly squeeze her arm to the point of bruising, and he controlled how many times she touched or kissed him per day, as well as whether she would wear clothes to bed 
Um, oh my god, I did not know it was this detailed. The filing also contains allegations from Caroline Foe, who he dated from 2010-2011. Then Sia tweeted, and she said, I too have been hurt emotionally by Shia, a pathological liar who conned me in an, into an adulterous relationship, claiming to mm. be single. I believe he's very sick and have compassion for him and his victims. Just know, if you love yourself, stay away, stay safe. So in emails to the New York Times, LaBeouf acknowledged the allegations in the lawsuit. He said, I'm not in any position to tell anyone how my behavior made them feel. I have no excuses for my alcoholism or aggression, only rationalizations. I have been abusive to myself and everyone around me for years. I have a history of hurting the people closest to me. I'm ashamed of the history and I'm so sorry to, to those I hurt. There's nothing else I can really say. First of all, bitch, he gave her an STD. Wait, STI. STI. Because, right? An infection. STI. He gave her something. If it was one that she can't get rid of, it's an STD. Uh-huh. He gave her an STD, mm-hmm. um, and he covered up the symptoms with makeup to hide the disease. That's disgusting. Are you fucking kidding me? This is... Can you, you imagine? Can't, you can't. Like, it's not like a raised abrasion. Like, I don't know, because I don't have. However... <laughs> Here's the thing. You can't feel it? I don't know. But here's what I think or I will see say. see it? For years. Not that I have, you know, had a lot of encounters in my life. And um, not that many of them have been, you know, unsafe, I will use the word. Um, but I have made everybody who I have been in a serious mm. relationship with get tested and then show me the results before we engage. And it is for reasons like this. I don't fucking trust anyone with my life. You are you are covering it up with makeup? That is next level sick. That is some sick shit. Now she has to live with it. Wow. But that's like one thing. Okay? Yeah, that's just um, one of the many things. Of the many things. Again, this is like Vanessa Bryant all over again. It's all fucked up. This whole thing is fucked up. But one thing I will say that I, you know, I think we can take away from this is, first of all, this is a long time coming. And we knew something was off with him for a while. Yeah. Like, you keep hearing shit. Like, it's kind of like Tom Cruise where, like, you know something is off uh, with this man. Um, things, like, pop up and they're, yes. like, low key. And like, you're, like, side eye. And you're, like, what is it or isn't it? Yeah, yeah like, yeah, what's it's, happening what's, here? Yeah, you squint a little bit. You tilt your head and, you, like, do a little thinking face. And then it's gone. And then you're, like, okay. then it's not gone. It's here to stay, like, the fucking STD. Um... I think this is the best thing that's ever happened to him. I know that sounds crazy, but this man clearly needs help. Yeah. And I think that if if there's filings in this case from 2010, 2011 from his ex-girlfriend, um, she didn't report at the time, probably was scared. Uh, this means that he has, he has been like needing something, some sort of help for a long time. And I think this, as fucked up as it is, is probably going to save his life at the end and might be the best thing that's ever happened to him. Yeah, I mean, his his um, statement kind of sounded like an admission yes. without, like, a very tailored It almost sounds PR, like relief. Yeah, lawyer admission. But, like, yeah, exactly. It did give me the sense of, like, relief. It's, yeah, you're right. It's so weird. Like, I think of, like, I don't I'm not trying to, I'm not um, excusing him because he's a celebrity, but, like, you, you know, we talk about a lot, like, kids that grow up in Hollywood mm-hmm. and stuff, and they're, like, not well and, like, mm-hmm. damaged and had, like, difficult childhoods and just, you know what I mean, grew up and did not learn, like, you know what I mean, common decency or, like, just have, you know what I mean, yeah. maybe some type of, like, issues or conditions. But, yeah, you're right. I, I hope he does get the help that he needs. It did sound like relief and, like, he just needs, you know, Admission. he doesn't... Yeah, he yeah. doesn't seem like... 
a bad person. He seems like a not well, like hurt. Like person. he's battling a yeah, lot of shit. Exactly. And yeah, and he takes it out on the people. Because I think him. there's different people who will like deny, deny, deny. Yes, like, exactly. You know, like be egotistical and mm-hmm. prideful. That's not what he sounded like. I mean, it, again, it doesn't excuse that, but it sounds like he has like some issues. Yeah. So, I hope everyone in the situation gets the help they need because mm-hmm. it's just fucked up all around. I hate reading about abuse. Like I remember reading. Uh, like reading Rihanna's like I knew filing, and it was like it was so hard to read because I I like envision it as I'm reading it. This is the same thing I got, like when you know, the way he threw her against the car. Like I just see it, and it's like you you just imagine someone so helpless. So. Yeah, and it was, I was gonna bring that up too. I was gonna say Chris Brown was another like um, celebrity that to me, I mean, I it's very known. I'm a Chris Brown fan, but like did not. Uh, excuse what he did but I did feel like the same way that he really needed help like you could see after like even when he was on Good Morning America and he like threw the chair like it wasn't just at relationships like he had anger management issues and I'm not like a hundred percent sure but I think he was actually diagnosed um uh, as bipolar yeah I did I'm, hear that somewhere. yeah I'm not like this is not like a f- I, I don't know it as a fact but yeah. I heard that um and I remember like when Rihanna came out I was like because I was such a big Chris Brown fan and I grew up with him as like a kid I was like did not believe her I was like angry and like yeah. as if the situation was like close to me I and think I was, a lot like, of people felt that way yeah and then when she went on um when she went to talk to Oprah and she was like crying about like he really needs like help or whatever I was like wow like it was so like just a different w- way to see like how she was hurt yeah. by it as well because she was so close to him and that he did needed the like he did need help and he didn't get it and yeah. so like just kind of like her perspective on it like she didn't want to like vilify him um even though he did these things to her she wanted to forgive she wanted him yeah. to get help and I was like wow I really I just admired her and respected her so much after that and it really just kind of like made me see yeah like what happened to her was horrible but it's always more complicated than that yeah. and with some people like they can like come out of it as a better person that's the hope yeah like yeah exactly like that's um a possibility yes and, it is a possibility yeah. i do believe that um i don't you know i don't think it's for us to mm, judge judge and to what's the word i'm looking for condemn people mm-hmm. like it's it's not for us like of course you know the the pro- people should face consequences for their actions yeah. but um i do think that there's always you know uh, there's always a light at the end of the tunnel and i hope that that will be for him and for her and for anyone else who was like involved in a situation like this because it's there's it's so tr- much yeah. more life to live and i think yeah. that once you you know feel the repercussions of your actions you and you feel it on this level and this scale and it's all brought to light you can you know, come back from it and hopefully it, it changes you in some way. Yeah, it's traumatic for everyone. Yeah. And like hopefully, you know, and everyone can heal in like their own way from it. Yeah, exactly. Um, that's it for Talkworthy. <clears throat> okay. So guys, uh, for this week's Dropping Jump segment, I wanted to talk about embracing change. I think that this year for me has been a year of change, but also um, a year of a lot of endings, you know, um, it was an ending to my twenties. It was an ending to my old job slash career an ending to my relationship. Um, but I lost both of my grandmothers this year and, you know, both had a really close connection to my childhood and in a strange way, it felt like it was kind of like an ending to my childhood. Um, and at the same time, like an ending to the expectations that I had for myself in my life um, and the vision that I had for myself in my life and just kind of 
accepting and understanding where I am now um, and being optimistic about the future. So uh, that's kind of been, you know, my experience this year in, in 2020. And it hasn't been easy. And I will say that I say this all the time. I think that everything happens for a reason. Nothing is by mistake. Um, and because of that, I'm able to embrace change. But I know that it's easier said than done. Um, a lot of people don't maybe share that same enthusiasm for change as I am trying to um, have right now. But I do encourage you that if you do experience change in your life, that you try to embrace it. Um, and for me, like in the beginning, my experience seemed like this year just seemed just unbearable like the shit happened back to back everything was happening back to back in a span of a couple of months and quickly I started asking like why is this happening to me why is this happening to me in my life um and I had to change the way that I was thinking I had to remind myself that God is always with me I am you know truly blessed and because of that this isn't happening to me it's happening for me and I think that no matter how bad things seem in your life, it's always working in your favor. Um, even if something seems really bad, at the end of the day, it's probably, it will probably be something, it would, it's actually something good. We just have to trust God, the universe, whatever you believe in. You have to trust and believe that things are actually working in your favor and they're happening for you in your life. I think that acceptance is an important step when you are experiencing change. Um, you have to accept things that are happening to you. We resist change. We like fight it at every cost. But I think that if you accept the circumstance and accept the situation, it'll be easier to kind of get through whatever you're going through. And I don't really view change as a negative thing, but a lot of people do. And if you do, I will say the next thing is kind of like not dwelling on it. Don't harper on everything that's happening. Don't um, sit in that space if you feel like the change is negative. You kind of have to just decide to move forward. Um, the one thing that kept me going through everything that I was experiencing is the pos of the the idea of like new possibilities. I kept asking myself like what's new what's next and I tried to stay in that space of being optimistic of like okay you know new things are going to come I think there's beauty in doors closing in order for you to evolve I think that things actually do have to change and we have to embrace that change remember that it's not the event itself it's your response to the event that will change your outcome um, of the experience then that's something important it's how you respond to a situation or respond to change um you know, I don't know what this year and everything that has happened really means for me or my future, but I do know that um, I'm very excited and I'm very optimistic and I'm actually thankful for this year and I'm choosing to leave 2020 that way and I hope that you all can find something positive in this year as well because I know that it was a year of transition, transformation, change, good or bad, but again, a reminder, maybe bad right now, but good at the end. Uh, for a lot of us. So yeah, embrace it. Wow, that was so well said. You're Thanks. Dropping all the gems today. Like I feel like something I've learned like over the years is that like you may not get what you want, but you'll always get what you need mm -hmm. from God. There was like so many snaps, so snaps, 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 snaps. Uh -huh. There was so many things like kind of the same way that I like wanted mm -hmm. and I kind of just grew up in that way and kind of I realized had like a sense of entitlement, like I should just get everything mm -hmm. that I want. And like, you know, as you get older and real life kind of like happens and you 
you know what I mean, have a closer relationship with God and like your faith and spirituality, I realized like you get what you need from God and it may not always be what you want. So it's like every time I may not get what I want or like a specific prayer wasn't answered, mm-hmm. then it's kind of just like a redirection. Yeah, because, redirection. Yeah, because yeah. It, it, I may be getting what I need at that moment. Mm-hmm. So that, you know, that's kind of what resonated with me like when you were talking because I think a lot of people can like reflect and look back on the year with like that perspective. And just, you know what I mean, to, like, accept God's timing on, like, the things that they want in their life and, Mm -hmm. you know, just be, like, have faith that it's all going to come together. It may not be, like, on your time, but it'll be on God's time. Yeah. Everything always works out. So just don't fight it. Just go with the flow. Yeah. I've always tried to, like, um, be, like, adaptable and... Mm -hmm and embrace change I like grew up with a lot of change so it's not like that hard for me yeah it's more so like the feelings I'm a more like emotional person it's not that like I resist change so I just realized kind of also to the point of what you were saying is like I've realized when I'm sad about something or even if it's not like negative but it's like a change that is going to affect me emotionally Mm -hmm. I'll like sit in those feelings and like feel the emotion and feel how I feel but like you said not for too long yeah because that's where like it kind of for me like gets dangerous if I get like if I dwell in a sad situation but kind of just like feel how you feel go through it the emotion yeah acknowledge the emotion and then try to like move Move past it yeah Yeah. so that's another tactic that like I've learned as well gotta keep going gotta Mm -hmm. keep going that's all we have um this is it for this year uh we'll be back at the top of next year with season four episode five um happy new year Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, what else, Happy Kwanzaa, what else are we missing? Happy Holidays. Happy Holidays, everyone. Um, Thank you guys for the support this year. I know it was like a rocky one, but, you know, we'll be more consistent next year. Hopefully this wall doesn't collapse on us. Ha ha hee hee. Oh my God, please stop. <laughs> um, and yeah, just, you know, if you miss me, watch old episodes, listen to old episodes. If you're listening on the podcast app, there's a visual to this. Visit youtube.com forward slash starring Milana. Make sure to subscribe. Um, give this video a thumbs up. And if you're listening on podcast audio apps, make sure to leave a rating and a review and subscribe as well. Follow me at starring Milana. Follow Lena at Lena Noraldeen and at our production company at Noir Notebook to keep up with us um, during in the next you know a couple of weeks before we bring it back on january 4th with uh 2021 determinations mm-hmm. <laughs> damn i gotta make that list for the podcast oh. you gotta what make that list oh yeah my determinations mm-hmm. you said you commented on an instagram post and you were like oh is that your new year's resolution i'm like no girl we do determinations over here hello Shit, got a quote. Want to coin that term? I did. Determinations. Now we have to actually pull through because last year's determinations went out the window along with the fucking vision board <laughs> and the planner. <laughs> wow. Wait. Oh, before we go, I wanted to um, tell them about uh, on Saturday. So Saturday we're going to give out uh-huh. our homeless kits because by the time we have another episode, it'll yeah, have yeah. way way past. We'll tell you our experience. Yeah, we're we're for fully, sure. Well, yeah, I'm I'm I'm. I'll, we'll talk about it. We um packed 150 around mm-hmm. so far and counting we're still getting a few donations here and there but yeah we packaged them we got all the snacks and the water and we finished last night so we're gonna go on saturday yeah thank you guys for we posted you know like us. a few little like updates for you guys to see yeah we'll have photos and everything thank you guys for yes thank joining you so us. much for donating and thank you for we'll listening and uh, 
So yeah, see you next year. Bye. Bye.